like come to pony sweat to get more tender and more gay for sure like you know and i always like into that like oh like what is the tenderizing like part of this and it's like oh it's actually like in the movement like like you think about like the action what the what the action of tenderizing is and it's actually like kind of beating (laughs) you know and it's like oh we're fucking like we are stomping we are stomping our ways into like more tender-heartedness Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions shape our identity and our lives. I'm your host, Pam Schaefer, and our producer is Laura Studeris. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar Magazine. If you like what you hear, you can head over to our Patreon to support us directly and get transcripts of all of our episodes, or you can come hang out with us on your favorite social media platforms, where we can be found under WNB the podcast. This week, we spent time with Amelia Richardson, aka the creator of Pony Sweat. I hope that you enjoy our chat. <gasps> I love how it changed both of us are by like the recording <laughs> countdown. <laughs> that was delightful. Welcome to Why Not Both, where we have small and absurd delights. <laughs> exactly. Hi. Yeah. <gasps> Hello. so in the before times like I started the podcast to talk to people about like all the multiple things that they did that like informed their sense of identity Mm -hmm. and now I'm like so everything imploded and we've been rebuilding everything so it's way more like freeform now wow yeah Yeah. right everything did implode that's so funny I was at like uh, where was I just the other night I I was yeah I was at you know um I was at like an artist talk scene um seen my friend Amina who's a photographer talk and saw like saw some folks I haven't seen in a while and yeah the question that I wanted to ask them like like I don't think I did ask them because I felt shyness about it but the question that like came up was 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 oh who are you who are you now yeah (laughs) Who, who are you now I haven't seen you in a few years like you know whatever whatever that means that's I love that question because I I found that I don't know if you had this experience but I found that people came out of this almost more like I don't know how to describe it other than more tender and gay. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Which is good. Everyone, yeah, everyone was just like I've discovered all new things about myself. <laughs> so many new things. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what were what were some surprises about your friends that like seeing people again mm-hmm. what were was there anything that surprised you seeing people people strike me and I think this is probably yeah related to being more tender and gay yeah people strike me as more more themselves like there's like this like um fleshed outedness <laughs> that um is really cool like I see my friends some of you know some folks that I've known for a long time because you know I've I've lived in the same city for for you know all of my adult life basically so you know there's some people I see that I've you know have known for a long time and yeah and I mean and that's also part of of course getting older of course but I would say yeah I would say that folks feel and seem maybe a little bit more themselves yeah it's it's an interesting feeling being out in the world like do you feel I don't know how to phrase it it's almost like when I go out I feel like more vulnerable but more excited and Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you have that experience as well or what your experience is because now you're in a way we're all included in people so I'm like oh that makes us more ourselves too yeah Um, (laughs) totally right and like that could also be me just like projecting right my own experience onto people but I don't think so like yesterday I saw my one of my you know dear dearest oldest and closest friends Tyler and you know like we we only like see each other in person like um you know once every couple or, or few months um 
Mm-hmm. But you know, like yeah, we were we were like kind of teasing each other. We we're like, like you look good, yeah, you look yeah, just this thing, like you look more yourself, or you know, just like yeah. like you know, like I like your look, like he looks so sharp, and you know, he was wearing a shirt, he was wearing a shirt that like he wore when we were in our early twenties, you know, like he's had this shirt for so long, but it was like tucked in with a belt, and like he had these nice, these really like great pants on and his hair's looking so good and like you know he just looked like exactly more more himself it was cool oh my god um but yeah you know but he did reflect back you know he said this you know he did say the same thing about me which was nice that was kind um you know I I was like I was like okay but um so yeah I could I could say that like I could just be projecting you know some of my own experience onto other people but yeah it does feel it does feel more more vulnerable I definitely, like, don't have the same um, skill or even desire, desire or skill to um, pretend or participate yeah. in pretending activities. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very kind way of putting so, it. Like, so, yeah. Oh, so, like, um, in that way, yeah, it is more vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And especially in in like your before life, my producer Laura was telling me about what a delight it was to talk to you and like all the fun stuff you did. And I was like, you interacted with so many people mm-hmm. like on a really regular basis. I was like, that must have been a huge shift. And I was like, oh, my God, like now getting to interact with people in such a different way. Like, how does that affect what you like what you like to do? Yeah. Wow. Um Sorry to take such a strong, long pause. I just, I just want to, I haven't thought, I haven't totally, I don't think, articulated that um, or tried to. Um, could you ask one more time? Yeah, that question went like four directions. My brain is sometimes like a collision of train tracks that are like, have you thought of these disparate things? No, I love Would you like to try to put I them love in the it. same sentence? I love it. I have, a, I have like a lot of, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of air in my chart. I have a lot of Aquarius in my chart. And um, so I'm, I'm with, I'm like, I'm with that, but I, I yeah, but I, I want to make sure that I answer the question. <laughs> It's so funny. I just realized I might be blushing because I'm like, okay, so I'm an Aquarius sun and my Mercury is in Aquarius. So uh, I communicate very that. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. Well, this is great. Like, I like both totally understood your question. And then there was enough of me that was like, oh, boy, I better I better hone in on what exactly (laughs) Pam is asking me here. Oh my god, that's so funny. Like literally my whole chart is pretty much like air, 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 fire. Yeah. Air, air, air. <laughs> I love I wow. That's beautiful. This is gonna this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Um Excellent. Yeah, I oh, heard so I, I like I heard I heard the other yeah, piece about like how bef- my before life was interacting with a lot of yeah, a lot of different a lot of a lot of folks, um, in yeah. different ways and then and then the shift to how it is now. I definitely heard that part of the question. Yeah, because yeah, you you really, like, I loved what Laura was saying, that, like, you really inspire people to embrace themselves, and it's fascinating to hear you then talking about that people are more themselves. Mm. I was like, oh, gosh, like, do you find that when you, like, are you still doing, like, like Zoom classes or in-person classes, and how does that changing your interactions with people now that other people are more on board with this, uh, being themselvesness. I see. Oh, I'm so glad I asked for the clarification. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just again echoing the tender and gay thing <laughs> that you. I mean, it's the fact that you named that right off the bat makes me so excited because because the before life was, you know, that was one of the things that I would. I mean, that could have been a pony sweat slogan like come to pony sweat to get more tender and more gay for sure like you know so many so many um folks experience of that class was like you know like breaking up their heterosexual relationships and discovering that they were gay and then you know and so many people's and so many people's experience and so and also so many people's experiences of yeah just like really tenderizing and and and, you know and and you know that's part of like um 
you know, and I always like into that, like, oh, like, what is the tenderizing, like, part of this? And it's like, oh, it's actually, like, in the movement. Like, like, you think about, like, the action, what the, ta- what the action of tenderizing is, and it's actually, like, kind of beating. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, yes. we're fucking, like, we are stomping, we are stomping our ways into, like, more tenderheartedness. Um... Da, 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 da. So I guess I would say, um, you know, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you say that like oh, um, so many of us like um, now collectively have been through a period of time that was kind of a beating in many different ways for in, 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 in very similar ways and many different ways. And um and so, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of us are, are, are definitely more tender and more ourselves um, because, like, we, we had to, like, find a way to be, to be with ourselves, right? And um, so, yeah, I do think that there's been, like, a, a shift um, in, in folks, yeah, in folks being more driven to, like, not pretend and... Um, and you know, and like that—that that is something that we like practice through the practice of dance aerobics at Pony Sweat. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting that I guess like yeah, that more folks are on board. It kind of—I mean, it kind of makes it okay. This is what I really want to say. Sorry, <laughs> it takes me a minute to get there. I think it makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, like I think um, I think it like. I, I have to do a lot less explaining, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, people come in like almost like pretenderized. Yeah. It's like when someone like actually like chops the vegetables for you and then you just have to do the cooking part. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that is what it is. That is. Like, what's like salad in a bag now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. You're like, oh, you come in pre-washed. You yeah. come in like everything's great. <laughs> Everyone's like, everyone, like, you know, I give like my spiel at the beginning of class about like, you know, the intention of the practice, like building the container of what, like what we're there to practice, which is like, this is a practice in anti-perfectionism. This is a practice in um, honoring our limits and boundaries. This is the practice of expressing more of ourselves through the practice of dance aerobics. And everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We know, we know, we know. We practice, yeah. we practice this all day long, Amelia. We, we're, we're all, you know, like, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> they're like trust me we're already there like just make me sweaty <laughs> yeah you know i mean that's cool that's cool that's cool that's that's phenomenal because what you're describing is so much like it reminds me of the modality of therapy like somatic therapy mm-hmm. where it's about like expressing the feelings in your body and getting in touch with where those feelings are in your body and how to be embodied in your feeling. I feel like I just said the word body like three times in different contexts. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I feel like one of those like language games. I loved it. Was one of, that was one of my favorite sentences ever spoken. Oh, yeah. you are very generous. Yeah, no, I love it. I love the word body. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yes. Like holding holding that kind of container for people. I mean, it, it's precious really in any time. But like, especially in this time when we are learning how to be back in our bodies or learning how to be in our bodies in a different way, that's amazing that you get to do that for people. Yeah. Like what an honor to get to hold that for other people. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's a, it's a great honor. It's a, it's a deep honor. You know, I would say like something that you said in your, in, in your beautiful sentence about bodies is that, <laughs> yeah, like I think, yeah, I think people are also more willing to go, to go there or to think about embodiment as a, you know, or to think about, like, somatic, um, like, healing through through the body. Um, you know, I think people are more, or, or a greater number of people are maybe more willing, um, or that kind of information is more accessible because of this, like, you know, period of time that we all had with um, mortality and, like, yeah. you know, thinking, like, think thinking and quote unquote not thinking right like just like like having 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 um our mortality like really just in our faces like so much in the last few years thinking about not getting sick trying not to get sick having loved ones die um trying to protect each other from dying like hello yeah um so yeah yeah, like um it is a very 
it is like a very deep honor to like try to work through that experience myself and then like facilitate facilitate like a um a a movement practice with all that with all that information feeling feeling like really feeling that like this is on everybody's uh, minds yeah because I would imagine even before that like there are probably people who have a pretty visceral emotional reaction I would guess in in the classes Mm -hmm. that you lead Oh. Yeah, they do. Yeah, there's like a like some, there's a joke, you know, it's not a joke. It's very real. Like Isabel, our social media manager, will will often share things on on the Instagram about folks crying at pony sweat. And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean um, yeah, our body, you know, like our bodies hold on to a lot of stuff. And when we when we create the space, if we when we create the space to like be with be with our feelings, be with our bodies. Yeah, like things get loosened up and and sometimes things come out. And all, and also like like you know, I won't I won't lie like, you know, I I want to dance to I want to dance to emotive songs. Like I like yeah. that's the music that I love. Like music has helped me from when I was a child to uh, know know what I was experiencing, like to just understand you know, not even uh, through lyrics, through feeling, through th- through through melody, through rhythm, through uh, through the whole thing that makes up a song. Like, like that is very much so. So so yeah, it's meant to be evocative, and it, it is it is meant to, and we are it is designed to be evocative to hopefully create some kind of catharsis. I do think that dance yes. class, I do think that fitness class, I do think that you know any space where we are coming to get to coming to gather and and to um uh, like have some kind of transformative experience like we're gonna like like that's ritual like it's a cathartic ritual to mm-hmm. come together to to listen to music to move emotions through our bodies to like when we are physically changed after we come to these spaces like it is it is a transformative ritual we are physically changed we release endorphins we like we are we are chemically different <laughs> than when we wa- yes. than when we walked in so cool yes i love that idea of movement ritual because there's there's so many ways to be involved in ritual and i was thinking about this when like okay seven tangents just collided well yeah because cool. um, <laughs> i saw the hair on the pj harvey shirt that you're wearing oh, yeah. and it and i'm just like oh i love pj yeah, um and you were talking about music and i was like ah it was like i i went to see tori amos last week this week last this yes oh, wonderful <laughs> right and and I've been I've been going to Tory shows since I was like a little babu pam like fifteen, and so I, it felt like I was back at like a, like a religious ritual like that's the feeling that I always got like being at her show like that yeah. collective energy feeling yeah and I was thinking about all the ways that we have ritual and thinking about movement ritual really stuck in my mind because like I don't know were you raised in any sort of religion or. Like, did, was there movement incorporated? Because, like, where, where I was raised in temple, it's, like, in synagogue, you would have to stand up and sit down at different times. Mm-hmm. And, like, you kind of, like, almost like, like when people are praying on their own, like, men will sway back and forth to, like, keep rhythm of it. So there is, like, movement yeah, cool. in the thing. Cool. And I was just, like, I didn't know if that was part of your upbringing. But, yeah, when you said movement ritual, I was, like, Tell me more. So How did that cool, come about? cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, Tori Amos is definitely a big part of my upbringing. I would say, and remember, like, like the way that Tori Amos plays piano is is a dance. You know, like that was so. Oh yeah. Um, I grew up playing the piano and like you know idolized her and and you know the the way that she plays piano, like the piano is a part of her body. Um, yes. Just like. How it's like deeply inspiring and um you know and I never I you know that's not how I played piano but but like um I, I would say probably yeah I mean she's just a really incredibly powerful artist and I'm so glad that you went to see her and and uh, it's really really wonderful and I would agree with you too and then I'll really answer your question um I would agree with you that she's um very skilled at like at at, at holding space in her shows for yeah. folks and then it does it she um 
it like it does feel very like very much like a, a community at least at least in the shows that I've been to like yeah, where like there's it felt exactly like that where there's like enough Tori for all of us to love her this much do you know what I mean do you know like sometimes you'll go to a show and like there's like a weird like feeling of like competitiveness around like who loves this person the most or who loves this band the most or whatever. Like, oh my I, God, really, yes. I really don't like, I yes. really don't like that, that energy. I'm really sensitive to it. Probably cause like I'm, I'm a little sister. Maybe that's why, but like, I don't, oh. I don't like, but I'm, I'm a little sister <laughs> right. too. So I feel you on this. I'm always like, there's enough for all of us. There needs to be enough for all of us. Um, anyway, but, but, but um, I feel, but I feel that at, at Tori Amos, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like she has a fiercely non-competitive audience. Anyway, um, yes. To move to, to answer your question about movement ritual, um, I was not. No, I wasn't raised. I wasn't raised religious. Um, um, but I mean, I guess I was kind of raised in like a like in a in a religion of of music and like studying music. Mm. Um, um, my dad's a drummer and a percussionist and comes from a musical family, like a um, family of, he was the youngest of seven and everybody played music. Um, oh, wow. So, um, so yeah, there was just, and my mom loves music, has always played, has always played records my whole life. Like there was always, like I know every, you know, I know every record like that my mom you know clean the house too and did like you know what I mean like I I have a I have a memory of her like I have a memory of her like cleaning in the weekend and and dancing to Eurythmics in the living room like taking a break from like vacuuming or dusting or whatever she was doing and like Uh facing and like facing the window and like doing this kind of like ecstatic like jumping jack kind of move to the Eurythmics and like you know so I I guess um so yeah, I mean, I guess you think about like yeah, the rituals like a daily, the daily rituals that we have of like of 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 keeping our home, of mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. doing service to our family, and then you know my dad, there were drums all over our house, and um, yeah, there was just always music playing, and and he taught, um, he teaches actually, he's about to retire, I think next year, um, but he teaches at a um, university and in Appleton, Wisconsin called Lawrence University and he and uh-huh. so we grew up we like um the first part of my childhood I, I lived we lived on campus, like we lived in campus housing and, and so mm-hmm. I was on campus and there's music everywhere. There's a music conservatory there. Yeah. So I guess I would say um how that and I like to dance. And that was it. Aww. And I love to dance from when I was a kid. Like like I understood like my body understood like like that this is a thing that, that the body wants to yes. do when it hears music and like that was just always yes. and it was um and that and that was nurtured in me like to dance at home and yeah to to oh. experience music that way I love that I love that you even drew kind of the the connections of like the rituals of like caring for one's home and service to one's family like that all of those are important rituals mm-hmm. yeah like and that those those are recognized as opposed to kind of being like swept aside. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love that. Like, because I, I feel like when people sometimes speak of, you know, like cleaning or, or things like that. And I love that your mom like incorporated ecstatic dance into it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, she had, she had a lot of feelings. She was trying to move through the body, I imagine. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sometimes I make jokes with um, folks that come to my class, you know, I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, you know, I'm so thankful you're here. I can't imagine what is going on in your life that made you desperate enough to go to an emotive aerobics class. But, you know, like, that's like, you know, like, like, oh, I got to just. I got to just jump. I got to just, I just got to, you know, I just got to jump around. I just got to, you know, whatever. got to get it yeah, out. Whatever, whatever it. it is, because, because there's so, because there's so much information. There's so, there's so much in the, like, information that keeps us, like, locked in our bodies, that keeps us not from, from cutting off the desire to jump around, to, like, yes. to, to, um, to do what our bodies want to do, to shake, you know, like, um, to, yeah, to shake, to jump, to, to stomp, to, there's so much that cuts us off from that, so, yeah, I do think it was powerful to see my, to see my mom take that space while, while cleaning, yeah. and, 
yeah and to be in tune with in tune with what your body wants like i i've even found that sometimes it's it's difficult like to to listen Mm -hmm. to one's body especially if it's not modeled for you um like i find that a lot of people including myself often sometimes feel like disconnected from my body and i i request uh now my partners know that I call it crush my soul back into my body. That like sometimes if I'm feeling like particularly like bleh, that like it doesn't help to necessarily talk through what whatever is on my mind because I'm not going to solve it cognitively. It's literally my nervous system is activated and what will help is literally either like lay on top of me, put a giant blanket on me and like squish me yeah. um, like a burrito. Yep. Like, and so, yeah, I just call it crush my soul into my body. Oh my um, and so like, yeah. but it, it was fascinating learning even uh, I'm clearly a very cognitively oriented person in general uh, learning like, Oh, sometimes you actually, that's not what matters. It's actually listening to your body. Um, and so, yes, yeah. it's very strange. I, but magical at the same time. Yeah, right. It is kind of magical, right? I, um, I, I relate. I really relate, and I, um, I, um, you know, I, I, I don't think like I, I, I remember being younger, especially like in my twenties. And kind of, well, yeah, like hearing hearing this thing about like listening listening to our bodies, like that's something. I mean, I think that's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually know the, like the origins of that phrase, where it comes from. It's used in so so many different um, fields. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely remember pretending to know what that means, and like kind of like pretending to like. Oh, yeah. Like, pretending to, like, be having the experience of listening to my body, right? And that's fine. Yeah. Like, that's, that's you know, a way that many of us learn. But um, yeah. but for me, actually, like, pretending, like, often is a barrier for me to actually learn things. Like, I really, like, I really um, need to not pretend in order to, like, like um, in order to, to learn, to really, truly yeah. learn something. And I, um, um, I would say that, you know, like, yeah, pony sweat, like dance aerobics was kind of the way that I that I have have a better understanding of what it means to listen to my body and also like has has also and the, and then therefore like kind of led me to other to other to other tools like you said like a ner- nervous system regulation of like oh actually like like this is something that like uh, dance aerobics isn't gonna help help with like I actually need to like yes. yeah like I actually need to um, yeah be like uh, that's so funny me and my partner call it like just squish me like I'm like yeah Aww. that's it and it's exactly that it's like putting all of all of the weight on the body in a way to co-regulate and um, yeah or or you know or other other semantic therapies like tapping or, or things like that you yes. know uh, but um um yeah I, I would say the one the last the one thing I want to say about that is is um is that once once I opened myself up to wanting to know more about these things and then practicing it and like and then like um the the more information unfolds so like so the, the the more I just try to understand what listening to my body means, the more I just try to understand it, um, the more that I do. Hmm. So like I have a better, yeah, I, I hope that makes sense. That makes total sense that it's like once you open yourself up to it, then the experience comes. Whereas it's almost like if you're trying too hard, it's like it loops around to like it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. And, 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 and you know, it can be like another place for perfectionism to leak in. Like I'm supposed to just yeah. know this. I'm like this idea that like I'm just suppo- like I'm supposed to already know how to do this. And, um, you know, like I... I didn't know, you know, one thing, one thing about, you know, my body or, you know, that was a big barrier for me to even like consider teaching uh, movement practice, teaching especially like a, like a, um, like an aerobic (laughs) or or like an Mm. exercise class was that like, you know, I've always, you know, this, I've always had a story of, of being incredibly unathletic and, um, Mm. And like, um, you know, I 
didn't know how to breathe as a kid, right? So, like, my heart rate would get up, right? And then I would start mm. sweating really, really quickly. Like, I basically, as Aww. soon as, like, my heart rate's up, like, I'm pouring, yeah, I'm pouring yeah, yeah. sweat from my scalp. And, like, I'm just, like, Oh, your drenched. body's like, I'm trying to do you a Yeah, solo. totally, totally. And I'm like, um, stop it. Like, you know, oh, um, like, all of my goth makeup is just dripping down my face. And, like, I'm all red. It's embarrassing. Anyway, um... And, um, yeah, my body's just trying to regulate. Like, I didn't understand that. And I didn't know how to breathe. So, like, you know, I would immediately get out of breath and then have, like, anxiety oh. about why this was happening yeah. and not, and, like, you know, and this, the, you know, the phrase is always to, like, pace yourself. And, like, like, why do you tell kids to pace themselves? They don't know what that means. Like, I didn't. They don't. Yeah, there's no frame of reference. Yeah, like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what that means. And then I was like, oh, they mean, like, go slower. So I would, like, go slower, but, like, I still wasn't able to catch my breath. Like, I, w- I would feel like, you know, just all this stuff. And then I carry that with me, you know, forever, forever. And then, like, yeah. always trying to escape my body was, like, that That was basically, like, mm. the, the, the main, like, coping skill that I w- learned was, like, I just yeah. have to escape my body. And that makes it difficult when you're in adulthood to like all of a sudden, you know, listen to your body. But um but you know, it was through it was like through it was through dance aerobics in my twenties. Um, you know, I had I had an aerobics teacher, Marilyn, um, you know, where I learned how to breathe. And it's like, oh, you reduce yeah. you reduce your range of motion. So like, you know, you take smaller steps, you um don't put your arms above your head and you mm-hmm. and you slow your breathing like you slow your breathing because yep. like you do actually like your body is just wanting more oxygen which is why you're panting but you can take in more oxygen when you actually like deepen and slow your breath and like it'll be uncomfortable and this it'll be uncomfortable for a short amount of time and then mm-hmm. you will recover faster than you yes. would if you just stopped running and you were panting. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's that, it's that, like, it's okay to experience this, this kind of discomfort, right? Like, this is, yes. this is actually normal. This is what a lot of us experience. This is what it feels like. And then this is how you, like, this is how you regulate in your body. Oh. I don't know where I went. I don't know why I went on that, but I I love that you shared that though because that one it's a gift that your teacher shared that with you and then that you get to share that with other people. Yeah. Because that like I remember it was a very very stoned yoga teacher um who <laughs> There, there was like a rant in that yoga class that they went off on where we were like in warrior two and they were just like, imagine that you're just floating in space. Oh, look, a hot dog went by. And I'm like just chilling in warrior two being like, is this how I die? Are they ever going to let us out of warrior two? Like, I'm just like, what is happening? Um, it was like the most surreal class. Um, but I never forgot it because there was the hot dog in space moment. And then there was the moment where... We were all in a, I think we were in pigeon pose, which is actually very easy for me because I have hypermobile joints. Mm. And so for me, whenever I'm doing especially hip openers, it's more focusing on staying in alignment instead of being like, and there went my joints. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so obviously, though, it's not a, a comfortable pose. Like most people would not just like chill in pigeon pose. Totally. And so the teacher said that they were like, you know, they were like, this is just discomfort and discomfort passes. Discomfort is not injurious. It's different than pain. Yeah. They're like, pain is injurious. They're like, there's a difference between the two. So if you're feeling pain, if you're feeling injury, move out of the pose. But if you're feeling discomfort, if you're feeling resistance to wanting to be uncomfortable, that's okay. You can move through that and get to the other side. And I was just like, wow, this class contained both the weirdest moment and the most like wisdom ever. Same class, hot dogs and discomfort. That's so, that's amazing. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. (laughs) What a weirdo. I was just like, what a treasure. Because, yeah, it was like a substitute teacher even for oh, the normal amazing. class I went to. So I love <laughs> that it was a sub. Amazing. Yeah. So it was like this random person popped in my life. So um, cool. So cool. I was just like... Yeah, I love I how I yeah, I love that. I mean that's that's one of the really powerful things that we can experience through the ritual of exercise and movement practice, right? Is like we can meet our edges. We can like meet our edges mm-hmm. and like and and create and, and and create, you know, relative safety around meeting our edges and and um 
yeah, it was incredibly empowering to learn how to breathe. It was incredibly empowering to know that, like, oh, I could withstand a certain amount of discomfort when, like, most of my childhood, adolescence, and young adulthood was about avoiding discomfort at all costs, which for me meant, right. like, yeah, leaving my body. Like, well, I can't. I can't have I can't have a body because it's too painful. <laughs> so right. like Right. You're like, I gotta peace out. Gotta yeah, peace out. You know, and like and like, you know, and, and you know, shocker, like that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's just like spoiler alert. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah, it's not sustainable and we don't get to we don't get to grow. We don't get to grow if we don't if we don't meet our edges and Aww. we're here. Yeah, we're like, here to grow. And that you know, I loved how you framed it of like that your class is kind of like about being like the anti-perfectionism and anti-heteronormativity, anti like all of those things, mm-hmm. because those are the things that usually drive us, at least in my experience, to want to like escape from our bodies. Yeah. As you're like, oh, well, I'm not perfect or I'm not fitting into these stories that I see around me. Like, yeah. and so therefore, should I just like escape the meat suit question mark? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like yeah. showing people that they can be safe like I would imagine both the emotive music but I'd imagine that would make people cry to feel like safe in their bodies yeah yeah me too yeah yeah it's like that's really powerful yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just had a great look on your face like, whoa. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I think it is really powerful. And um, I think it's really, yeah, I think it's really special. I, I just was just writing like a little like newsletter to just remind folks about class. And uh, this year is, um, excuse me, this month is Ponisut's um, eighth anniversary of the first, the first class was taught on around the middle, middle of June of 2014. And... Um, yeah, and I wrote, you know, I just wrote that, like, I, I, I wrote about how, like, in the beginning of class in 2014, you know, which was a very different time, you know, um, what I would, what I would, you know, say in Instagram posts, or, you know, there was a flyer that my friend Sally made was, you know, um, that, you know, that this class is for everybody, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't really say that anymore because I'm like, oh, it's not actually. <laughs> it's not. It's not actually. Like, like pony, like pony sweat has, like, has, you know, like all of us, pony sweat has also like become more of itself. Yeah. And and in that, it's yes. like, oh yeah, this actually, it isn't for everybody, and it's not actually, and it's not designed for everybody, but it is designed to connect with the folks that that connect this specific to this specific thing and like I've noticed over the years that there's like you know there's some yeah that there's like you know a lot of witches and therapists and teachers that connect with pony sweat and there's like a lot of theater queer a lot of theater queers that connect with pony sweat a lot of Tori Amos fans that connect with pony sweat like you know (laughs) like it's um yeah I um yeah it's not it's not for everybody and and I think that what it is, I do think what it is, is really special. I do. Yes. And I've always felt that way. I've always thought that. I've always felt that way. It's been the thing that's, like, made me continue to want to teach it is because, like, I do, I do think it's, I do think it's really something special that, that we create when we, when we hold that space and do that practice together. Yeah, and it's important in some ways, not that I wouldn't want things to be open to people, but it, I feel like it's okay that something is not for everybody. Yeah. Like yeah. that that strikes me as that resonates with the, you know, being being an anti-perfectionist that it's like you're going to make stuff that not everybody is into. Yeah, and that like And that's chill. And that was yeah, <laughs> and that was not chill for me 8 years ago. Like I really I really I would say that that has been one of the major like lessons of pony sweat for me is that like oh i'm not supposed to make something that's for everybody that's like not at all my responsibility it's actually irresponsible um to do that and um actually like i'm really just like the task at hand is really just to like make something that's like from my own experience and and um with as much truth and um humility as like i i can i can (laughs) i can like um infuse into the practice and like and like that will be the thing that is potent to people the folks the folks that do connect with it like that's like that's the 
that's what it is. It's, it's, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's, it's not, um, it's not useful for any, for anyone, for, for us to like try and make shit for everybody. Like it's not, I don't know why yeah. I got that idea or where that idea came from, but, um, it like was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good for me. It, like, it made me, um, it made it really, like, it made me have a hard time making decisions. It, it made me, like, yeah. um, not listen to my instincts. It made me, like, yeah, and it made me make, like, mistakes and um, yeah. hurt my, that, like, hurt myself and hurt others, you know, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. do that. I, yeah, don't. It's not for everybody. But, you know, I hope it's for you. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> That's, I feel very similarly where I, I described myself recently as like a recovered people pleaser. Yeah, me too. Um, like, yeah. Way, to, way to go, us. I'm really proud of like, us. High yeah, high five. <laughs> we got to. We got to recover. Exactly. We got to. Because I feel it like inside myself when I want to people please or when I want to alter something just for comfort as opposed to like actual authenticity. Um, and it's like, you know, I'm sure that, that that came about either because I picked that story up from somewhere. Or it was something that kept me safe in the past. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, OK, I can see where that came from. But I, you know, when I feel the urge to do that, I, I remind myself, like, is this adaptive in the situation? Does this serve the situation? Am I doing this because I feel unsafe? And if I am, am I actually unsafe? Yes, yes, like, yes, and so yes. it's like I have to like repeatedly check in with myself. But then I find like if I do put out into the world the things that actually resonate with me, that's when like the people that actually need it come. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to please everybody, it's like, have you had this experience of like if I am working on a song, if I play it for like I have like my little cadre of like, like my music bestie and my partner and like my mixer, I'll send them stuff in advance to be like, how are you feeling about this? If any of them are like, oh, it's okay. I know I'm not on the right track. It has to be either like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love this part, I love that part. Or if they're like, oh, like it's gotta be, there's gotta be like a big yeah, reaction. Yeah. Cause if there's not, I'm like, okay, no, we gotta go deeper. Yeah, <laughs> like, we gotta go deeper. I love that. <laughs> Pamela, I love that. And I, um, I mean, I, right, like, and how, you know where where it intersects with art making is so is so important like like where people pleasing excuse me where people pleasing like yeah intersects with our art making it's so important like like there's there's um and i what i'm what i heard from you is like you can identify now like when you're gonna do it and i would i would you know echo what we were talking about before that like yeah i now i now like know how it feels in my body when yeah. when I'm doing it or when I've done it, you know, sometimes it takes about 20 minutes or a day. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh shit, I did it. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, but like I didn't, yeah, I didn't have that, I didn't have that, that um, somatic awareness a few years ago even. And um, yeah. so I'm really like grateful to have that, that skill. Cause yeah, that's like, that's how I, that's, that's the signal that I get now is, is you know a tightness in my belly like a shortness of breath and like heat I get like a lot of heat in my body when I'm when I'm when I'm people pleasing which is you know dishonesty when I'm being dishonest about about what I want or what I need or who I am um I get tightness like right under my diaphragm like my upper belly and I get kind of cold and I find myself like like my posture changes a bit like I find myself almost like shrinking a little bit to like almost like protect myself and those are like my physical tells if I feel a little I mean I'm frankly I have really low blood pressure so I'm cold like all the time Mm. Uh, but if I get cold or like if I feel almost like shaky cold and so that's interesting that like both of us have very specific like Mm, yeah. Are you going down the path? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's been really like I think. Thank you so much for bringing it up and for naming it. Like I think, I think you know. I in the last few years, I've just seen so. There's you know, folks are talking so much about about our experiences of yeah the um, the coping mechanisms and survival tactics that, like, do not serve us, like, like, people-pleasing, right, or, like, you know, folks, um, talking so much more about boundaries and, like, 
um, it's really important. Like we we need we need more skills in in relating to each other. Like clearly, like like we all like need more skills. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pass. that's yeah. all. Yeah, you're, you're so funny. It's like pass the conch shell. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, that's why I'm so excited when I see people um, like teaching others and sharing skills and things like that in so many different ways. Like, and it fascinates me to hear about that the origins for this almost came from like movement as well as music because those are two spheres that really interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And sharing that like those are ways to get in touch with exactly what you spoke of, like those skills to relate to yourself and others. Um, I was just like, oh, that's wonderful to access it like through those roots. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I mean, I'm so grateful. Like, I, I don't know what, I can't imagine what my life would be like without pony sweat like i it feels so it has been it is the like it is one of the greatest gifts of my life that that um that my friends helped me show up for it for the first time you know that's like the origin story my friend noah like booked a spot at a at Mm -hmm. a dance studio the dance studio i still teach at live arts los angeles he like booked a rental and was like, "You're gonna teach us an aerobics routine on this night, and we're gonna show up." And I needed it. I needed a due date. Like I needed a due date. Uh-huh. I needed someone to just tell. I needed. I mean, honestly, like I needed someone to give me permission. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that's been another lesson of pony sweat. Like that, I'm still learning. Is that like, is um, <laughs> yeah, like is, is that I don't need to wait for permission, and that we don't we don't need to wait for anyone to give us permission. Um, like encouragement is like really helpful and I was super lucky that I had yeah. that encouragement but like um, but yeah I also needed like I, I did I needed someone to like give me permission to do this thing that like I yeah. you know wasn't an expert in that I wasn't an expert in that like I wasn't didn't maybe wasn't even very good at you know like um, uh, sorry I lost my train of thought uh, what were we talking oh my god you're talking about everything. We're, we're talking, talking about, about everything. everything. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Uh, maybe there. That's a, maybe there was a good reason for that. I was joking with my podcast producer Laura that like uh, I bring the chaos, she brings the calendar. Um, <laughs> 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 Where, like, it's pretty hard to make a misstep in conversation with me because I'm like, no, we're just talking about everything. So, like, it's cool. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, and so thankful to Laura. Yeah, that's, that's so great. And she's the one that's always just like, Pam, here's who you're talking to. Did you put it in your calendar? Can you get me the quotes? Can you, like, she's so just like, here's the spreadsheet. Yeah. Here's the container. And I'm just like, I get to talk about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm very lucky. I work with, I work with Michelle Rivera and she, she's a spreadsheet witch. And like she mm-hmm. makes, yeah, she's, I mean, she has, you know, a great many skills. Um, she's also the artistic producer of Pony Sweat. So we make, we make, Aww. we make the videos together and, and, um, but yeah, I'm very, very grateful for, for how she helps, yeah, shape these containers, you know, cause yeah, <laughs> yeah I just want to. The, the look in my eyes of just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's a must. Yeah, because I that that whole aspect of permission is fascinating to me because I uh, it was early in my relationship with with my person that he said to me, he's just like he's like, you seem to really like it when like it's almost like as long as I know the plan, whatever the plan is, it doesn't matter if the plan's good, bad, medium, whatever. I feel so comforted just by like the expectations of a plan. Um, and so jokingly, he's like, ah, bitches love plans. And I was like, this bitch, this bitch loves plans. Yeah. And so like, I was just like, accurate. Yeah. Um, so like if someone if someone almost like sets the framework for me, that's so comforting. Because if I have to set the framework, I'm like, Ugh, I have to set it internally and externally. Yeah. That's a lot of framework. That's a lot of plan. 
(laughs) (laughs) So having collaborators like that almost like help me set that frame on the outside. It's almost like giving me constrictions or structure. Yeah. Then I can explore inside. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I relate deeply to that. And so, yeah, that's our hashtag is BLP. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Yeah, this bitch loves a plan, too, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, it's just very comforting. Then I know what I can do within those things. And if I don't know the outlines, how do you you color with them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that sounds, I'm so glad that you have, like, that you have friends and collaborators that are supportive of this. Like, that's magical. Like, that people were just like, here you go. Lift off. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, yeah, I have been really lucky. I mean, from, from its beginnings, you know, and, and you know, and even in the beginning of, of just, like, coming together, continuing, like, basically, like, Noah set up that, that first class, and, like, I made, yeah. I made the routine. Um, we had a name for it, you know, that he and I came up with and the like we worked together in the kitchen and you know we were like you know making sandwiches and at Auntie M's kitchen Aww. and and came up with the name for it and and then from from that first class like it was immediately like I did it weekly and you know there was a space for it you know like Karen and Jen the folks that that own Live Arts Los Angeles were like yeah you can just rent the space you can just have it weekly yeah. I was like what like, you, you know, don't like, need me do to that. audition. You don't need me to, like, you don't need to approve. Like, like it was, yeah, it was, like, yeah, I needed, I, yeah, like, it, it was, it's been wild. Like, it wasn't at all what I thought. It wasn't at all what yeah. I thought. Because, like, like, the way I used to think was that, and, like, I know this is not true anymore. Like, now I know the truth, right, is that everybody's just fucking winging it. Um, but, I to, like, but, like, oh, yeah. eight years ago, eight years ago, I just, like, assumed that everybody that, like, had any kind of, like, platform at all, even if they didn't have an audience, but if anybody had a platform, then, like, they were an expert. Like, I just assumed right. that everybody was experts and that, like, and it was really, yeah, and I was just intimidated by everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh... You know, oh, I can actually just, I can actually just show up and do and do this thing with the skills that I have, and I can like learn, I can learn as I, and I can also learn as I go, and I'm so thankful because you know my friends, my friends, the reason I was able to do that weekly class was because my friends came, my friends came and like helped me learn to be a better aerobics instructor, and like eventually, you know, strangers started to come, and like that's like that's how it happened, and. Um, yeah, like that's how it happened. Like I learned, I learned in front of people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you learn by doing, I mean, that's how the podcast evolved. That's how like, do you, um, like outside of Pony Mm -hmm. Sweat, like what's your, what's your music practice like? Like, did you perform in front of people? Did you like, like, what's your, yeah. Yeah. What's the outside of the Pony Sweat? (laughs) Yeah, I am. So yeah, like I grew up playing classical piano and and violin and, um, and then I quit that, um, in my rebellious Mm -hmm. teen years, I, I, I quit playing music and, um, and, you know, always regretted it. (laughs) And, um, And then, um, and then music really wasn't, like, other than being a fan and, like, just loving music, you know, working in record stores in my early 20s. And, um, but I didn't play music until, um, until I met Paris Hurley in 2000, when was that? I think that was, like, 2017 or 2018. Um, she moved here to L.A. from Seattle, and she had, mm-hmm. a, she had and has a project, um, a solo project at that time called Object is Subject, and mm-hmm. we had a like uh, she had a she had a fan who was a friend of mine from that I grew up with in, in Vermont Sumner and Sumner like oh like found gosh. out that she was moving to LA and was like like he's a fan of hers he like Facebook messaged her and was like you should get in touch with with Emilia she teaches this class and Paris came to class and we and then like we just started and was kind of like you know I'm trying to put together a band and do you have interest in and being in the band and like dancing and maybe playing some drums and I was like Aww. fuck yeah are you kidding like, yeah, that's like a, yes, I, yes do. I do like that's a that's a dream um and um so you know I, I I played with with Paris in that band for um up until the up until the um the shutdown and mm-hmm. um and then Paris Paris and her family have since moved to Philadelphia 
and so she's and so she's she's still oh, and wow. object to subject is still her project she's doing it um yeah. she's still doing it she has an album coming out hopefully soon um, oh my god but yeah so and so since then since then like I have I've been I've been trying to carve out a music practice like I have a, a chord keyboard that um my friend Andrea let me borrow and um oh. and like you know I I you know brought it to my friend Romy's house Romy who's like an incredible music maker I was such a huge fan oh. of her music she plays with a gender and she also makes her own her own music under the name Romy yeah. and you know like I went to her house for her to like just show me how to like set up like a, in Pro Tools like how like what do you like yeah. what does it look like when you're setting down tracks like because I just don't um again like like like, do I need permission for this? And sometimes when we can just ask for help, it can be like a form of permission, right? Because it's like I'm giving yes. myself permission to like ask a friend for help. And then they're like giving me permission to like learn something by like showing me. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah. yeah, but that's kind of it. Like I have a really strong desire to play drums. Like, um, you know, my dad, the last time I went to visit my dad, he like showed me like how to do a four on the floor on the drum set. And like yes. for, for like for three months after that visit, like I was just doing that on in the air because it felt so good in my body it feels so good in your body um but yeah yes. I don't have I don't have a I don't have a um I don't have a I um I have more of like a fantasy music practice at the moment <laughs> I have the feeling you'll get back to a visceral one because especially your description of playing four on the floor in the air and like recognizing like the way Tori was connected to her piano, it's like, ah, I think that's coming. Thanks, I think that's Pam. Coming back. I appreciate that yeah. encouragement. <laughs> I appreciate that encouragement a great deal. Thank you. Yeah. And just so you know, there's that's that's my baby behind it's me. It's so beautiful. Um, I mean, when I saw it, when I like, I gasped when your picture, when your photo came on, because I mean, your photo, oh. your video came on. Yeah, it's powerful. I was like, you can you can come and visit her. We're at, I was just like, she and I are moving to Hollywood soon, which is very exciting. Wow. Yes. Wow. So it's the end of a West Hollywood era for me, and I'm now entering my proper Hollywood phase, which is wild. With your baby like, grand? I'm, Amazing. With baby. Amazing. So glamorous. Oh. I'm so excited because one of my friends that was so serendipitous, she, she just accepted a job in the Bay Area. But was like, oh, gosh, like, I don't want to let go of my condo in Beachwood. I love it. But like, I don't want to rent it out to a stranger. And she happened to literally the last time I'd seen her was at my best friend's son's second birthday party in February of 2020. Wow, <laughs> um, I just yeah. seen my other friend from high school who I, I hadn't seen in years because she was doing medical residency. And we we're like, oh, it's so good to reconnect. <laughs> and then we we're like, let's hang out again. And then it was like, no. Um, and so, like, <laughs> no. No, yeah. no, no, no more people for yeah. you. Um, and so it just so happened that she messaged um, like my bestie being like, oh, you know, like, do you know anyone who might be moving? And I literally was in the midst of selling, selling my space. Wow. And so it was this very like and I haven't bought another space yet. And I was just like, you know, it would be nice to get a feel for the neighborhood, even though I'm there all the time, because that's like where my boyfriend lives. Mm -hmm. And then my best friend lives up the street. I was like, it would be nice to get a feel for that. And it's it's a bigger space than my space. So now I actually have, she laughed. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. It's two bedrooms. My piano's going to get her own bedroom. And she's like, that's deranged. I love you. I love that. I was just like. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Beautiful. She's and abundance. Get her own. That's really beautiful. Congratulations. Yes. That's some, and that's Thank like, that's, you. Some, um, that's some Hollywood magic right there too, huh? It was very, and like the day that I like signed the lease, I happened to walk by, I kid you not, like it was the day the bourgeois pig was closing and mm. I've gone to that cafe since I was like 15. Yeah. It was like my living room away from home. Really, really special place. Like Ugh. such a special place. And I ended up, I talked to the owner because I didn't know this. They were auctioning off everything <gasps> from inside. And so now I have two of my favorite lamps for when I move into my oh, new place. Oh, that's wonderful. Like, oh, that's so wonderful. It was just yeah like and so that was a very long-winded way of saying when when me and my piano baby are settled feel free to come over and play music and like experience all of that because I was just like she's a fun one she's a she's a 1938 like really hearty action awesome like, wow yeah. beautiful thank you thank you for that beautiful invitation and 
Yes. Oh, that's so cool that you got those lamps. That's powerful. <sighs> the lamps are so good. Like I always used to sit by them because they were like they're they're like carved glass mm -hmm. and they're the exact right height that wow. they cast light onto your book without getting the light like you know when yeah. you're trying to like read under a lamp, but then like when you flip the page, it like blinds you. Yeah. They don't do that. Wow. It's like every they're, 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 they're the perfect reading lamp. Height. <laughs> <laughs> As a very specific nerdy person. Yeah, I love that. You're like, let me tell you about these reading lamps. Let me tell you about the height of these lamps. <laughs> So yes, it all it all worked out and it's very strange Los Angeles like Jacaron the Bloom way. Yeah. Where you're like, oh Yeah, very <laughs> magical. Very, very magical. So I'm like, I'd be excited to to welcome you into that because I think I saw you perform at it's so funny, my brain is like it was not called Spaceland at the time. It was Satellite. Now yeah. it doesn't exist, which is weird. Yeah, we like, had a residency there in 2019. Yeah, that was so fun. And, you know, we went, um, yes. we had a residency, and I think it was the month of July in 2019. And then one of those weeks we went on tour. We went on, we went on a West Coast tour. And, I mean, that was, yeah, such an incredible experience to do. And, you know, that project, yeah. that project was, like, physically so demanding um, yeah. And, you know, like I, I didn't, I, I didn't identify like as a, as a dancer, um, prior to that project, you know, like I had a lot of shyness, wow. I had a lot of shyness about like claiming that, cl you know, claiming that, right. Even though, you know, be, well, yeah, because of capitalism, like that's a, that's, that's why, that's why. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, um, and, um, but, but, and so, you know, when Paris asked me to be in that project, you know, I also had like a lot of shyness cause you know, I, um, you know, didn't do that kind of dance. I was like, you know, I make up dance aerobics yeah. routines. Like that's the kind of dance I do. Like occasionally I'll go to dance class, but you know, I, I struggle with choreography. I struggle with learning choreography, da, da, da. you know, all the reasons, all the reasons. And, you know, speaking yeah. of, and like, um, you know, and Paris has a specific, specifically has a practice around permission and like giving herself mm. permission. She has like a lot of really beautiful, um, like sacred practice around permission. And, but I would say that she, you know, really helped me, um, really helped me, you know, build my confidence as like a mover. And by, you know, mm. by, by inviting me to her project, by um, meeting me where I was at, and then just like practicing choreography. And then there you have it. And then you're performing dance, you're learning choreography, and you're yeah. performing dance on stage in front of people. And that residency, you know, like, yeah, was so there was, uh, we did so many shows that month oh and it was God. wild and like, and, and, um, yeah, it was, I felt really, I felt really strong during that time because, um, yeah, because we were just banging drums so hard oh, and yeah. banging our, like banging our bodies in a way that like, it just felt so good anyway. It was, yeah, it was a really, really potent time of my life. I'm happy to, I'm happy you were at one of those shows. I was gonna I'm say, when to you brought talk up, about like, it right now. Yeah, yeah, I remembered it because it was basically, it was like, it was, I remember it was in the summer because it was like, it was like this, like hot, sticky, and usually I don't like hot, sticky, but it was a very positive hot, sticky. And then, like, the way that you were moving and the way that, like, at first I remember being, and I remember being in the crowd for that one because, like, people like to kind of, like, play it cool. Yeah. Um, and, like, and, like, people, like, couldn't because it's so engaging that it's, like, it was almost like you were dragging people into the experience, like, against their world. They're like, no, I want to be a really chill. Oh, this totally. isn't chill. This is so, oh. Yeah, to <laughs> totally. I mean, definitely, I would say that that was true for Object and Subject and, as, and for Pony Sweat is that, like, we're, it's definitely, like, an anti-cool. Both of those projects are anti-cool kid. You know, yep. and like cool kids yep. like are go, right? There's cool kids at those shows. There's cool kids at class. But like that's like the yeah. energy that we really want to push past because that energy is stifling. That energy exactly. really, really stifles us. It keeps exactly. it keeps us from being in our bodies and expressing and expressing ourselves. So anyway, yeah, that's yeah. that's oh. I love that you picked up on that. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> and actually I would say that's what Tori Amos does. Yes, yeah. I was just going to say, after the show, because, like, I hadn't been to a Tory show in so long, 
And I had forgotten that, like, there is no... Like, Tori Amos fans are really down with looking uncool. Yeah. yeah. And I love yeah, that. same. Like, you know, no one is caring if they're flailing themselves around to the music, if they're crying, if they're hugging people, if they're, like, wooing. Yeah. Like, you know, people are just in the experience. Yeah. And that's what I always really liked about going to her shows is that no one is there to, like look chic totally Totally. yeah yeah and so uh, like don't get me wrong i always wear like my favorite shoes to her shows in honor of her like wonderful shoe choices but like (laughs) but aside from that i'm like i know i'm gonna be like a ball of snot at some point in the concert like you know like yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that we got to have this conversation. This made me really happy. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much to you and to Laura. I'm just, I'm very, very grateful to have had this conversation. It was really fun. Oh. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode.